You're listening to the regular podcast from Pete the Vet's blog. This was first broadcast on East Coast FM. The level is increasing on this program of intelligentsia. And uh, joining in with us, uh, with his elephant memory, is Pete Weatherburn from Bravet. Hello to you, Pete. Good morning. Good morning to you. It wasn't Nelly, it was Babe who got a bit fed up, didn't want to get washed in the circus and made a dash for it into almost a coffee shop in Cork. I looked at the thing last night and uh, I thought the the uh, presentation of an RT was a bit of fun until I saw the elephants um, sort of doing these tricks and I thought, ah, oh, come on, I don't want to see elephants doing that. I, I like elephants. Yeah. Uh, they were in prison. Well, that, that's my that's my feeling about about large wild animals in the circus, and I've I've um, ever since I had a, a bad experience of going when I was quite young, seeing seeing wild animals performing in the circus, and just not feeling entertained at all, just thinking that's sad more than anything else. I've just taken a stance that I don't go to circuses, and I don't we don't go with our family to circuses where there are, uh, are large wild animals. I'm quite happy seeing dogs doing agility. I'm quite happy seeing ponies and um, maybe even camels that have been domesticated, um, but. Elephants, tigers, lions, they belong in the wild. They don't belong in circuses, in my mind. And I think the real challenge um, for circus owners is that I mean, how can you keep such animals in an environment where they can have their needs fulfilled? And I think that's the real challenge for them to answer that question. Right. Um, without opening it up fully, I mean, is there a, a conflict in your views about zoos? Are zoos good? Are circuses bad? What's, what's the story? Z- z- um, zoos to me would be a greyer area I think again when I went to Dublin Zoo 20 years ago and saw the polar bear pacing up and down at the front of his cage I was appalled and I, and I wrote to the director of the zoo at the time to express my outrage really at, at how that animal was, was being unfairly confined and in fairness most zoos nowadays have taken great deal of care and attention and investment to improve the situation for animals that are kept there so that they like if you now go to Dublin Zoo you'll find there's a that, that the animals behavioral needs are well accounted for and that they're not showing the same stereotypical behavior that that polar bear was showing then things have changed a lot in most zoos we've got all things like um, the Discovery Channel and animal channels mm. and all sorts of things which mm. they didn't have in the last century yes. um, and circuses you know it was to bring exactly Exotica to the masses, but they're no longer exotic, are they? You can see the, them every the, day of the, the week. The problem, I think, for problem is to some extent. I don't blame the circuses. The problem is the public still want to see these things. You know, the day that the public stop going to see large animals and circuses, circuses will stop. Um, displaying these animals and really that's why it's useful to go on the radio like this to say to people, think about it, and if you. As a listener, if you refuse to go to a circus with animal with what large wild animals in it, they'll stop running those circuses. I actually also think that the new animal welfare legislation may come into play here because, amongst other things, that's going to insist that all animals that are kept under human under human control are supplied, you know, are, are kept in a way which which allows them not to suffer at all and you know right so the basic thing you're saying is that uh, animals would say that they're not being mistreated by the circus in the normal course of event but by their very captivity in the circus that equals mistreatment it's the the way that like 
perhaps animals, perhaps elephants even can be kept in captivity in ways that are, that are, that are appropriate. But, and that's a perhaps because some people would maintain they never can be. But certainly in an environment where there's a kind of a, you know, um, a container vehicle and a, and a small field, you can't do it. You can't make an elephant happy in that environment. All right. Okay. Well, there's going to be more about this, I'm sure, um, when baby... Uh, the elephant didn't want to get washed and made a dash for it. It was a dramatic Safe video, all right. You can, can see it online. You, you can be harmed by an elephant because of oh, their yeah. size and weight, can't you? Really dangerous. And they can be frightened as well in a different yeah. environment. Yeah. All right, the other one is badgers. And we're going to return to this tomorrow um, as regards badgers. Mm. So many badgers have been found at the side of the road here in County Wicklow. In fact, yes. Gareth saw them a couple of weeks ago. And uh, some of the badgers that were been found dead haven't actually been moved and there's speculation as regards a link to, to the TB. That's why they're not moved. Here's a, a one typical text here. I spotted a badger indeed, but it was dead. I informed the wildlife department, presumably that's uh, um, in, in the county here, so they could check it for TB, but it's still there. Weeks have passed and it's now just a bunch of fur. Uh, but they should have acted sooner on this. So it was discovered on the 1st of February. Well, look, my understanding is that local authorities have the responsibility for cleaning up roadkill, whether it's badgers or dogs or cats. Um, that's their responsibility. So th- they would be the appropriate people to call if you see a, a dead animal beside the road. Um, the, the the situation with badgers and TB is complicated, and a lot of I mean, because it's complicated, a lot of folk have misunderstandings about it. Um, thing is that um, basically badgers do carry bovine TB. And in areas where there are lots of badgers and they're traipsing across pastures and perhaps over areas where cattle are fed, um, their excretions um, probably do contribute to um, TB in cattle. So the Irish government takes an attitude that in TB hotspots, in areas where there's lots of TB in cattle, lots of positive cattle with TB, in those areas they have a uh, policy of eradication of badgers. Now this isn't well known amongst the public, but like in in, in Ireland there's 70,000 badgers have been killed during the course of of the programme of trying to eradicate badgers from these areas. This would be complete outrage in the UK where not one badger is killed because it's such an emotive subject, people feel so sorry for the badgers. People in Ireland clearly don't feel sorry for badgers in the same way. Um, Anyway, that's, you know, whatever the rights and wrongs of that, I mean, they they are actually developing vaccines for badgers now, so you can vaccinate badger populations against TB, and that's definitely a far better way forward. There's lots of controversy over the policy of, of, of just eradicating badger populations. A lot of people are very upset about that, understandably. But it's moving away from that towards vaccination. But that's not really the point t- today. The point is, what about the risk with that badger beside the road? Well, the risk of that badger, that that badger is not likely to infect any nearby cattle, is it? Because it's dead and it's just lying there and it's not excreting anything anywhere. It's lying there and it's dead. It's, 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 um, so the, the, the risk is very small. Yes, it would be interesting to have a post-mortem done on it to find out what's the status of, of, of um the local badger population in terms of TB, but I'd imagine that the authorities that that are dealing with that, they're probably overwhelmed with badgers that have been trapped and killed anyway, so one more badger from beside the road isn't going to make a, a whole heap Judging of... Judging by so. the amount of text we're getting in about this, there's loads of badgers. Well, the thing is, in the springtime, there are young badgers out exploring the world, and so they get killed on the road. It's a big... road. road the road is a big hazard for badgers, because they're out exploring 
the environment and obviously they don't know they haven't got any road sense until they get killed and they're very visible and hundreds of cars go past every day so you know if they're not picked up quite quickly they're obviously very visible to lots of passers-by um so you know um i don't think it's a particularly huge uh, sign that lots of badgers are dying or that there's a massive boom in badger population or anything like that it's just that the ones that die are very very visible to lots of people all right okay thanks pete we'll come back to this on badgers tomorrow thanks to pete weatherburn our vet from brave vet um pete uh, is on tv3 as well he's on two programs there he's on uh, the breakfast show from time to time but also on animal a and e which is on tonight at half past seven are you in it tonight I'm not on, I'm on every second one, so Barbara O'Malley's on this one. All this right. Week. Okay, very good. She's also uh, from Bray. And uh, check out uh, Bill, uh, Bill uh, check out Pete's website, which is petethevet.com.